0: Of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Camel, and I'm joined by the one, the only, my Smart Money Happy Hour co-host, Rachel Cruz.
1: Good to be here, George. Fun. Always is.
0: We usually don't host a whole bunch together, but this is when we get to, it's a real treat. It's
1: a, it's a special time, and y'all are here for it.
0: So uh, we haven't got to hang out in a while, Rachel. We're taking calls from people all over the world now. We're, we've gone international, officially. So if you want to join us, call 888 825 5-2-2-5. We'll answer your questions. We'll give you our best advice. Sometimes it, I, we've been known to hurt feelings. We've been known to tell people to sell the horse. This is the <laughs> kind of stuff that happens on this we. show. We, you're in there, a part of it, you're an accomplice, Rachel.
1: I will give you advice in a kind, nice way. George.
0: You we'll never see. know. You never know. Well, congrats, <laughs> Rachel, on your new kids' book. It's been fun. I'm oh, glad thank for what you. I have. Yes. I read it to Mia the other day. My you little did. She doesn't know because she's five months old, but she enjoyed it.
1: That's good. Hey, reading even to the young ones. It's
0: I've heard that. George, yeah. I saw my wife sent me the Instagram reel. <laughs> thank you. Jonathan is up first in Raleigh, North Carolina. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. How can we help? So I am. Uh long time familiar with
2: Dave Ramsey. Um, uh, just kind of started getting into it more recently the last year. Um, but I am going, I've, I've done the baby steps have been debt free and then got married and other things. So recently I've done the attempt to get my wife to budget with me. So I got her to watch the financial piece that was gifted to me cause I'm a veteran. Um, And I got her to watch the first episode. And as soon as I brought up the budget, she shut it down. She was mad. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's something more deep seated going on, but we're not really financially hurting, but we are losing a lot of money just to waste.
1: Sure. Okay. So Jonathan, why, why was she, why was she mad? What was, what was she saying in her anger?
2: Uh, That she didn't want to have any constraints. She didn't want me to control her spending. I think she didn't really want me to know what she was spending on.
1: Okay. Do you guys budget, do you guys share an account together?
2: We do. And that was a point of contention about 13 years ago when we got married. But we did join the accounts and I eliminated her. um, She had uh, college debt and, you know, other car loans and, and credit cards and all that. And so... Yeah, but we've purged all that since, mm-hmm. um, and joined accounts. And was she on board have, with that, with getting
1: have, out of debt? Yes. Okay, yeah. so it's the budgeting piece for her, and she's—is she mm. the spender out of both of you?
2: I—I I mean, we're probably both equally spendy. Yeah. You know,
1: do you, yeah. Jonathan? If you were to be honest with us, do, have you had any uh, history of? maybe a uh, snide remark or two with what she has spent on? Have you, like, been sarcastic with it, or do you bring it up in a way that she doesn't like? Like, I'm just curious, that dynamic.
2: Well, um, when we got together, she was a lot fancier than me, so (laughs) she would like, you know, finer things and, you know, Louis Vuitton and, you know, stuff like that, so I'm sure I possibly have thrown out a, wow, that's a lot of money for something, you know.
1: Right, right, right. Okay, well, I think one of the biggest, you know, breakdowns that I'm hearing is in a perfect world, you know, you both would agree on, yeah, here's what we're going to spend. You know, here's electricity. Here's our cable. Here's like our utilities, you know, the basic stuff of life. And then us both say, okay, okay you know, here's an amount of money per month that we agree on together that Jonathan gets, that your wife gets, and and together you both say, it doesn't even have to be an equal amount of money, right? I mean, she could mm-hmm. say, no, I I actually on average spend X amount, and if you guys can afford that, and it's not constraining other parts of the budget uh, to be able to say, yes, yeah, she can. But I think it's the idea that you guys are agreeing on where she's spending, or I'm sorry, on, on how much she is spending. Because to me, the amount... I think it's the first step. And then the where would be the second step. But I don't think the where matters as much. Like Winston probably thinks I'm crazy how much I get my nails done. Like, dude, do you know I mean, like he is like the where is like, a OK. Um, but I think it's the amount that you guys agree and you're on the same team to say, OK, here's what our overall money looks like. And within this, you know, you're not her dad that's going to be ruling over her to tell her where she can spend her money. But we both agree like this is a reasonable amount for us to spend on personal things or even out to eat.
0: Yeah, yeah. I and Jonathan, have you kind of seek to understand when you go? Hey, what's what's behind this? I I feel like you know there was some some high emotion here when you shut down there. I just want to know like, does this come from somewhere? Was there anything in your past or you know why do you feel like this budget's going to control us? All I'm asking is that we pre decide how we spend our paychecks and we can decide that you have a lot of money for fun. I think she sees like we're going to have a life of sacrifice and rice and beans and couponing for the rest, you know, rest of your days. Is that how she's feeling?
2: I don't know that it's that. And because like I said, I, when I brought the budget to her, she wouldn't even look at it. So it's not it's not that What kind of know. budget
0: did you make? Was this Excel spreadsheet? A zero
2: zero balance or $0 budget whatever it is at the end. I'm trying to do the thing that y'all did.
0: Did you use um, it like every dollar of the app or was it an Excel yeah. spreadsheet? Okay. Yeah. Every dollar. Good. Sometimes, you know, but someone shows me an Excel spreadsheet, at it. She I shut look down. At it. Okay.
2: She wouldn't look at the numbers at all. Nothing.
1: And yeah, did you ask and you didn't did, did you ask why?
0: Well,
2: our our communication is sometimes strained and limited also. Yeah. So yeah. You know, when I whenever it's something that's uncomfortable or, you know, not easy, just glazed over the top, something more in depth, it's kinda like mm mm. I don't yeah, do that. Yeah, she didn't go so. there.
1: Yeah, it feels vulnerable, yeah. it feels scary for whatever reason. So, Jonathan, I think that's 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 the issue, right? And we usually say money issues within marriage are rarely the actual money issue. To your point, it's not like she was like, no, I need 300 dollars a month, not you know, $250. Right. Right. It's it's the it's the communication. Something in her does not feel okay to go there for whatever reason. And George is right, it's usually it comes from somewhere, it stems from somewhere. Um, and for you guys to get on the same page, because if you can understand and you guys communicate more effectively in general, uh, that's going to help you, you know, help, help, help you effectively communicate with the money. That's going to help you obviously communicate better in general. But uh, I mean, to me, that's a, that's where you bring in a third party Yeah. You know, to I mean, sit down and have do you some... guys
0: ever been to marriage counseling? No. And I suggest
2: it. I'm, I'm usually the, you know, the, the instigator i'm I'm usually trying, and she's because I've taken care of everything you know since the beginning uh, it, it, i'm I maybe have a little bit of you know anxiety and and things to bring up topics to her because every time I try to bring it up to her it's just shut down
0: mm.
2: and so there may be some animosity and you know all that so
0: that's what we need to get to the bottom of before we start talking about money goals we need to learn what's behind all this how do we communicate well and i'm going to send you some tools to help number one is a copy of my book breaking free from broke i want you guys to read chapter 10 it's called budgeting is freedom i think it'll show her a different way and i'm going to send you a copy of rachel's book know yourself know your money it's going to really help her understand why she thinks the way she thinks around money and maybe unlock some really cool things and conversations so we're wishing you the best jonathan hang on the line and skylar
3: will get you those books this is the ramsey show Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined
0: by Rachel Cruz. If you want to join us, we've got a brand new event coming up in May, on May 10th and 11th, right here in Nashville, Tennessee. It's called Total Money Makeover Weekend. And whether you've been listening to us for decades or this is your first time listening, we want you to, to get a little step in your step when it comes to your money goals. And one weekend, you're going to get a crash course on everything we teach about money with brand new content from all of the Ramsey personalities. Rachel Cruz will be there, myself, Dave Ramsey, Dr. John Deloney, Jade Warshaw, Ken Coleman. And uh, there's going to be live Q&As throughout the weekend. It's going to be interactive. We have a live Smart Money Happy Hour on Friday Mm -hmm. night. Looking forward to that. And this is a really fun weekend. We don't do events boring. And so this is the one to bring that spouse to the reluctant friend. If you want to come solo, you're welcome. All are welcome here. Early bird tickets start at just 99 bucks for a limited time. So if you want the best deal, go grab your tickets. They will sell out. RamseySolutions.com slash events. Put it in the budget, and we'll see you guys May 10th and 11th right here at the Ramsey headquarters. It's going to be fun. All right. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Kiera is in Buffalo, New York. What's going on?
4: Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. So I am 24 and I have over a half a million dollars in debt.
0: Wow. Is that consumer debt or does that include a mortgage?
4: So that's with my mortgage and my car loan. Whew.
0: Okay. That makes me at least breathe a little easier. So let's walk through the consumer debt. How much consumer debt do you have? What are the amounts? None. None.
1: Oh, so it's nope. just your mortgage.
4: Yeah, my mortgage is 400 Ninety thousand. Okay. What's the rest? Um, and then my car, I owe fifty four
0: thousand left on it. Oh, okay. So that would we would label anything non mortgage as consumer debt, if that helps.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. My so car, you have fifty
0: four thousand yeah. on the car. Anything else? No. And then four ninety on the mortgage.
1: How much do you make a year?
4: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm self employed, so it kind of varies. Some years, um, my last taxes, it was two hundred fifty thousand.
0: Awesome. At 24, that's amazing. What yeah. do you do?
4: Um, I'm a reseller.
0: All right. And what's your question today?
4: So my question is, I have some money in the bank. I have some in savings. I have a retirement account. Um, but my biggest question is, the car payment kind of weighs, is weighing heavy on me. Um, and I wanted to get your opinion um, on where like my money should be going, kind of. So I have in a high-yield savings account about $46,000. So I was wondering, I kind of wanted to get rid of my car. Like after listening to you guys, um, I wish I would have listened sooner. But I I don't think I need this luxury car. Um, And it was kind of an impulse decision just to buy it. Um, So I was wondering if I should take some of this money and get rid of my car.
0: As in sell it and downgrade to a different car with cash?
4: Well, I, um, I'm i engaged. So we have two cars um, right now, um, and we would just be sharing the one car.
1: Is that, is that a reasonable lifestyle switch for you, Kira, to just go down to one car? Yes. Okay. Uh, how much could you sell it for? So that's the thing that
4: is um, unfortunate because like, I'm... Um, you know the car. Um, I got different quotes and stuff, so I owe fifty four left, and my offer was thirty seven thousand. That's like where was this offer of from? Um, well, that was CarMax. Um, I've tried to sell it like personally, uh, like online, um, and I'm going into a dealership on Saturday to do some kind of like auction thing to see if they can get maybe even a little bit more.
0: I my guess is private party is going to be your best bet to sell this for top dollar mm-hmm. versus going to a dealership. Of course they're going to lowball you cuz they're going to sell it for that higher amount. Yeah, and what so, kind of car is it?
4: It's a BMW
1: X5. Okay. Um What year yeah. is it? 2019. Okay. Okay. You know, I, I mean, yeah, I mean if I were you, if you're if you're honest to, about yourself and your day-to-day life and how that looks that you really don't feel like you need a car like if that really is true because you make plenty of money p.s you can afford to get another car maybe a different car and you can do something different but don't feel like a not having a car is your only option i just want to give you that window that you have great money saved if you needed to get a car you could okay so just and if know you wanted that.
0: to pay off this car you could
1: yes that's right and just keep it yeah but if you don't want it and you're like it's just too nice i don't need it. You are upside down. So what I would try to do almost is just say, hey, I want to try to get 40 for it, a little bit more than what was quoted in a private selling situation is probably the way you're going to do that. And then you're going to have to say, okay, I got 14,000 of my own money that I'm going to have to just, you know, finish off the loan. And
0: and take that out of your high yield savings account.
1: Yeah, we we just call that stupid tax when we do things that we're like, dang Mm -hmm. it, and just take it out of your high yield. Um and then start from there. And if you want a different car or you know something down the road, I would use that money saved that you have to get a great used car. Um, yeah, that you want. So when are when are you guys going to get married? Hopefully, with like next year. Okay, so not a date. Are you guys going to live in this house that you have a mortgage on right now? Yes, you are. Okay, is he coming into the marriage with any um, real estate? um wait what do you mean by that question like Sorry. does he does he own a home too like will he be selling no no okay. this is our home we
4: bought we bought it together um last year
1: okay okay um, but he's
4: also the thing i the only reason why this car is weighing so heavy on me is because i know this is like my only debt but I, I don't mean to put his business out there but he has a lot of debt so it's um and we're just trying we are trying to like clear his debt
1: Right now. Um, so you're not trying to pay off his debt, though, right? Okay. So one thing you have to realize, Kira, is yes, I understand that you guys are engaged. You're I believe we'll get married next year, but you guys legally, you're not married. You're roommates. I mean, from a from a legal standpoint, you realize that, right? I know relationally and love and future plans, all the things. So with your money, the wisest thing you can do, which sounds harsh, I know, in your situation, because you guys have already bought a house together you keep things separate financially. We have talked to so many people, Kira, who have used their money to pay off someone's debts and they start working together and suddenly the wedding next year doesn't happen and you are out all this money. And so keep protecting yourself in that sense is necessary during this time because you have no legal contract. I mean, there's, there's nothing legally binding you guys together. If you were married, that's a different story. Um, but- from this standpoint, I would not be paying on his debt. So you need to be focused on you. He needs to be focused on him. And then you have to say, yeah, when we get married, we do become one. All of this, then we can work as a team. But I would not be doing that until then. Until you say I do and you sign that marriage license and there's a ring on the finger, you guys are not, I would not work together as one when it comes to the money. Now, you guys can be encouraging and all of that, but I would be have very separate financial lives at this point. Okay.
4: That makes sense. And I should have mentioned like the car would be his, that we'd be using. So we'd be paying on his loan. So there's a loan on his car. Yeah. What's the left one on that You would be splitting the payment. Um, I actually just asked him, he didn't answer, but I think it's around like 40,000.
0: I wouldn't do it. I, w- I
4: wouldn't do that. Just
0: go get your own car with cash. Don't pay on a car that you don't even own.
1: Yeah, it's, that's not even in your name. You ha- you have no.
0: The point to get so rid of this car I is to get keep... rid of the payment, and you're just going to take on another payment, but less.
1: Mm-hmm. With one car, right? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't do that, honestly. I, if I were you, I would get rid of this car because I think it's a good exercise for you. You're 24. You're like I made a crazy purchase. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have bought it. And I, if I were you, I would go get you know a ten thousand dollar whatever whatever. Go drive that. He needs to work on his stuff. I mean, like, his debts, uh, his income, all of that needs to be his. This does not need to be your responsibility. Because what, what concerns me a little bit, and I could be reading into it, is that you're so responsible. You're obviously extremely bright. You're making $250,000 as a 24-year-old. I mean, like, you're a go-getter, okay? And I'm not saying he isn't, but in some cases, what we find is that he gets the benefit and reaps the benefit of all the greatness that you have, but then you get no benefit from him. <laughs> from a legal standpoint because you're not married so I I would be very cautious in all of that sharing and, and buying a house together too These, this is for the listener out there do not put both of your names on a deed of a house if you are not mm-hmm. legally married it gets you in a mess you guys it'll get you in a mess
3: This is the
0: Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell joined by Rachel Cruz. The number to call is 888-825-5225. The Ramsey Show question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. From repairs and maintenance to home improvement projects, winter can bring some challenges for homeowners and you need Neighborly's helpful winter checklist and it's free. You can download it for free at neighborly.com slash Ramsey.
1: All right, this one is from Jenny in South Carolina. My husband and I are on Baby Step 2. We have an SUV that is paid off, and my husband wants to finance a second vehicle. It's kind of the opposite of Baby Step 2 there, but... Mm. Uh, he has $12,000 to put towards the purchase. I thought he was looking in the range of thirty-five dollars to $45,000, but he now wants one that costs $90,000. He only wants to use the truck for eight months and then take advantage of the buyback program from the dealership and get a cheaper vehicle then. We can't afford an $800 car payment for the next eight months, and I don't trust the buyback buy program. How do I make him see that the numbers just don't work to finance a vehicle right now? I have asked him to find a vehicle that we can afford with the $12,000, or he can use our SUV, and I will drive an older vehicle. This argument has been going on for six months, and I don't know how much more our marriage can take. The stress has gotten the worse, and I'm currently between jobs, and my income is very low right now. Ooh. Goodness. Sounds like a lot, Jenny. Um, it
0: sounds like he is... Coping with a marriage on the rocks, she's unemployed. They're between incomes, and he's like, "I'm going to go get a giant truck to make me feel better." I just about want all of this. some
1: kind of comfort in my life right now because everything else seems to be chaotic. Yeah, that's this man yeah. is
0: reverting to a child. He's like Benjamin buttoning Rachel real time <laughs> right, with his finances right in front of our eyes.
1: um She's right. So Jenny, I mean, if yeah. you need
0: some confirmation. Oh, yeah. You have $12,000 to purchase a car.
1: But Jenny, I think you're asking the wrong question. She says, how do I make them see that the numbers just don't work? It's not about the numbers. It's not the numbers. It's the fact that you guys are obviously not on the same page. You're trying to do a program and get out of debt while he's adding on debt. Like you're literally counteracting each other. It doesn't make sense. And so what ends up happening is exactly what is happening, sadly, is it causes a lot of stress. It causes a lot of fights because you're both not walking the same path. You're, You're running into each other. And so that's going to cause tension. And so for you guys, I would just pan way back and say, okay, as our family, what do we want money to look like? what What does this look like for us? And if you guys can't get on the same page with that value system, then yeah, I mean, I, I think we said it in an earlier call, but it's true. I'm like, that means there's you're probably not on the same page on a lot of things in life. And so working and finding that unity, and even if that's bringing in you know a marriage counselor or a therapist to get you guys back on that same page. And 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 always know with marriage, you guys, that there's always going to be opposites, okay? So there's always going to be one person that always kind of wants the bougier thing, probably the one that's like, eh, we're fine here. Or one's more of a spender, one's more of a saver. Like you're always going to have these different money personalities in a marriage. So we're not saying you have to be uniformed and just identical robots together. Uh, but the overall big picture is that you want to be walking the same path. And that usually comes down to value system, a value system conversation that, Obviously, you guys are on separate pages, so I think that looking at that as the issue uh, is where I would start.
0: Yeah, this is so tough because this marriage is only—it's only, only going to go grow further apart right. if he makes this decision, and it's going to be a harder decision to undo, and it's going to cause so much resentment on Jenny's side of like she does not going to feel like she has a vote in this marriage. If he goes and does this behind her back, in front of her back, no matter how he does it, it's going to screw things up even more. So she needs to have the come to Jesus meeting with him and go, listen, I don't feel safe. I'm trying to do this plan. This marriage is not going well. We need to get on the same page. You need to act like an adult and have some delayed gratification. Yeah. And that means one day you can have that truck when we can pay for it in cash, when we're not in debt. But right now is not the time to go make more terrible decisions. Yeah,
1: because again, take the money piece out of this, you guys, like- it's just the fact of, it's just disrespect, right? Like if one spouse is pleading with another on something, you would listen to that, right? What would you do if Winston went out
0: and financed a $90,000 truck while you guys were in debt actively trying to get out?
1: Well, that's the thing is I'm like, yeah, we can talk about the money piece about how that pulls you backwards and all of that, but it's a complete respect thing. I'm like, there's a level that you're, you're obviously not being heard in your money, probably not in other parts of your marriage. And Jenny, like I don't, you know, I mean, you sound, it sounds like a, such a desperate situation, um, which is so sad, and it's so difficult, and there's a lot of couples that are walking mm. this road right now, but it's so much more than just the money decision. It's the fact that he's not hearing her, respecting her, and and at least, like, I'm like, it's one thing if he's like, no, Jenny, I think you're wrong, but you know what? I'll come down at least go to $35,000. There's zero compromise like, It's just a complete, like, middle finger is what it feels like. I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna just go do whatever the, I want, and... That's not a and marriage. I'm that's not, not a healthy marriage. I'm not
0: here to rag on the truck bros, Rachel, because I get a lot oh. of flack for that. But there's George's something about- George's
1: opinion on trucks. There's
0: something. I'm not going to even call them men in trucks. I'm going to send boys in trucks because men in trucks <laughs> I have no problem with. Winston <laughs> Cruz has an awesome truck. I got to ride in it. That Dang. thing is awesome. I do, that's right. Boys in trucks. And by boys, I mean grown men who are financing $90,000 trucks to cope. That's not okay. And I will uh, fight against that every single day.
1: Fight the good fight, George. That's what
0: I'm doing. In the, Winston's tundra, the Lord's
1: the Lord's calling on your life,
0: <laughs> Rachel. I had to crawl into Winston's tundra. It was so high up. I was like, "Is there a ladder you can throw down?" Stop! For
1: me? It's not a raised truck. It's a regular truck, George. Truck.
0: All right. Truck. Jillian is up next in Salt Lake City. Jillian, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. What's going on?
5: So we are we've gotten ourselves into a situation, and we're wondering the best way to get out of it. Um, so we are. Looking to see, is it make sense to pull 401k to pay off a HELOC? How that old is, are you? I just turned 40 on Saturday. Hmm.
0: Happy birthday. Happy big birthday. Thank That's you. a big
1: milestone. And
0: also, please never do this.
1: <laughs> okay, I know. Happy birthday. Don't do it. So you're,
0: I understand you're, you've got this big HELOC and you're looking for yeah. some kind of shortcut to go, how do we get out of this HELOC? But what you're doing is robbing your future self with penalties and fees on top of that
1: i would just oh i would just treat it it, as a baby step six situation jillian i would i would because how much do you owe on your house mortgage wise so mortgage wise we're like 450 which it's only two and a half percent but the heloc
5: is like eight and a half percent the payment is killing us yeah yeah how much do you guys make a year um which sounds like a lot like uh it is a lot around three hundred fifty thousand. okay yep it um, is a lot, but, but when
0: you're drowning in payments yeah, all over the yeah, place, it doesn't feel like, like a lot.
5: Yeah, yeah, we're we're cutting back as much as we can, and obviously we need to make changes. But. What
0: was the HELOC for?
5: Uh, a house remodel in a pool.
0: As one does. It's the American yeah. way. Okay, <laughs> any other debt?
5: Um, We have a credit card. I have a business that I just started, so I have like $18,000 on a credit card. Okay. But other than that, we have our cars are paid off. Um, we were debt-free until this pool. Yeah. My husband makes large large commission checks, and we made we about $170,000 more than we're making now until so we knew that we would get these commissions and be able to pay this off, and the market turned in his, in his, you know, where he works, and um, bonuses are not coming. And so we, and then the HELOC This is like Clark
0: Griswold well, that's what I was gonna say. in real yeah, life.
1: You guys lived yeah. up the Christmas vacation Did you story? learn nothing
0: uh, from that movie? <laughs>
1: Right?
0: (laughs) You thought, this is a fictional movie. It doesn't happen. And
1: Jillian, this is a really good lesson for people. This is not to continue to pick on your situation by any means. But this happens all the time. And I can do this mentally and emotionally. You spend the money... Before you get the money, right? You're like, oh, yeah. th- oh my gosh, we're gonna make what? Oh, this is going so well. We're this year, we're for sure gonna make. And you already spend it, right? Whether in your it's emotions kind of the concept or of actually, is
0: spending money you don't have and then hoping you have it later. Yeah,
1: but it, but right? it's different when you feel like, no, I'm supposed to have a hundred seventy thousand dollar bonus, you know, and then yeah, you don't have yeah. it. So, Ugh. so yeah, I yeah. think it's just a, I think it's a pain point, <sighs> Jillian, for you guys. Storm. So yeah. I would just, I would, I would pay off, I would pay off your, is it the car, the eighteen thousand? Credit, so card. It's credit card, credit card. Yeah, oh, that's right. I'm similar. sorry for the business. Yeah. Yep, I would, I yeah. would focus you guys to pay that off, get that out, okay? Because that's going to just free up some mental space. Because I yeah. would then move forward. Do you guys have savings at all? Um, no. Okay, so I would save up yeah. three to six months of expenses after you pay off this card, okay. and then, um, and then I would be funding retirements. Um, you know, look at the kids' college stuff, but I would, I would attack this HELOC first. Uh, and then your mortgage, but I would I would go ahead and start the baby steps. Uh, but I would use this HELOC as kind of a baby step six A, and then your mortgage is six B. But yeah. I would pu- I would put it there.
0: And so. making three fifty, Jillian, you guys are going to get out of this faster than you think. But it's going to take some deep sacrifice. Y'all been living la vida loca, and now you're broke. So uh, you're going to get out of it. We have hope in you and faith. So call us back when you're debt free. We'll celebrate with you. And happy belated birthday. This is the Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell joined by Rachel Cruz. This is the Ramsey Show and if you enjoy this show, you should check out Smart Money Happy Hour co-hosted by myself and Rachel Cruz. We have a blast and if you need to like send someone the show that's not too heavy, too intense, Smart Money yeah. Happy Hour is it's a breath of fresh air. There's yes. lots of laughs and you kind of we sneakily teach you money things. But you don't even know time. it. You don't even know. It's like a what? Our writer Savannah said that she was at the nail salon, and some Gen Z girls were like, "Hey, you know that Dave guy?" She's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Well, his daughter has a really cool <laughs> podcast. I love it." We're talking about smart money happy hour at the nail about salon.
1: Current events, pop culture, and money. So Rachel was like best. the
0: cool sister. It's the best, and I'm the cool uncle,
1: I guess. Uncle George. That's right.
0: <laughs> All right, Gabriella is up next in McAllen, Texas. Gabriella, what's going on?
1: Hi guys.
6: Thank you for taking my call. So my question is my ex-boyfriend left me with an RV payment and I do not want to pay it.
1: Oh my gosh. So what happened? (sighs) You guys. So he took it to go
6: work and could no longer afford the payment on it and left it to me last weekend and was like, here you go. Here's the RV with the payment.
0: What do you mean left it to you? Whose name is on the loan?
6: It is under my name. We were together oh. for 10 years. Oh, um, no. I got it for for him so he had to go work in the oil field and um he we split up about a year ago and he he can't afford it anymore. He so he brought it back to me and I'm left
1: with it. Oh no. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Well, Gabrielle, you'll never do that again, will you? <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Oh, no. You know, we talked to somebody earlier in the hour, and her and her boyfriend, well, fiancé, they don't really have a date. I don't think a wedding date, we asked. But, yeah, both their houses, their names are on the deed of the house. And I just thought, oh, no, 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 no. Um, So
0: you're a great, uh, I guess poster child of what can happen when you yeah. sign on to debt and buy things with people you're not married to. And I'm so sorry. You, I mean, on top of the hurt from this long-term relationship it was being a, over. And it
1: was a year ago, though. So now you're like, well, crap. Now <laughs> I gotta...
0: What is, what's left this. on the RV loan and what is it worth?
6: It is... The balance left is around 48000 And looking it up, it's worth around $30,000.
0: mm hmm So you're $18,000 underwater?
6: Basically, for some reason, they took, like, the prices in RVs were just expensive when I bought it and have dropped.
0: Well, uh, that's been the theme on the show for the last week or month is everyone is underwater on vehicles and things with wheels because it was really expensive Mm -hmm. and they had good intentions and then the market turned and now everyone's underwater. So... There's only two ways to go about this. Number one is you need to come up with the $18,000 in cash in order to sell it and pay off the loan. Or number two, you go get a personal loan for the difference of that 18000 to get out from under this. Do you have any money? Uh,
6: yeah, I have around 10000 in savings.
0: Good. And any other debt?
6: Yeah. Well, yes, I have a mortgage. Um, I pay my vehicle, but my vehicle is actually a lease. And um, I hadn't learned my lesson at the time, but I have a bedroom set under under my name that somebody else owes about three thousand dollars of that. Really, no credit card debt.
0: Um, somebody else owes.
6: Like, yes, it's under my name, so technically I owe
1: it. But <laughs> and are they paying? Yeah. Are they paying on it, or you're? Yes you're- and no.
0: Okay. Oh, gosh. Is this, is this family? Is it a friend that you like said, hey, it I'll is. get?
1: It's,
6: it's family. It's a family member.
0: Oh, gosh. I think Coast you signing. need to stop being generous with money you don't have, Gabriella. That's what's been happening. It's a theme in your life. You sound like such a sweet, wonderful person.
1: And now, how much do you make a year? Uh, so this year, I made, so
6: I'm actually a nurse, and with COVID, um, I made really good money in uh, 2022, kind of gone down some. So this year, I made 133 but it will probably drop again this year because uh, there's no more COVID crisis, so that's just how it works.
0: Not if I can help it. You're going to be out there busting your tail over time <laughs> doing Uber Eats and DoorDash and Instacart, whatever it takes. <laughs> you need to, have you're climbing to. out of this thing, and uh, I think you're you're not scared of work, which is great. And uh, we got to start with the smallest debt here, which it sounds like is this bedroom set.
1: Yes. I would, yeah. I
0: think you just pay it off, and pay if they it. ever pay you any more for it, great. You but can apply don't, that. To don't the next expect one. it, Just but don't wait be around. With it.
1: Yeah, be be done with it. Okay,
6: even if it's um, zero interest, I should pay that Especially one off Especially
0: if it's zero interest, all of it.
6: Okay,
0: we're done with payments. Okay. We're done with debt. You make too much. You're too successful, and you're too smart to ever do this stuff again. Regardless okay. of the interest rate. <laughs> Does that track, Gabriella? Okay. Are you with us on this? Yes. We yes, we are Team Gabriella, and so okay. we want you <laughs> to win. And that's going to mean you have, you know, if you count up all your debt, and if you want to get out of the lease, you can look at the early buyout amount and uh, see if that's going to be worth it for you to do now. Uh, Otherwise, you turn the car in, and then you need to go get another car. But don't just get another lease. Okay. It's the most expensive way to get a vehicle, and dealerships love it, because they make the most money off of these leases.
6: Okay, so no more leasing.
0: No more leasing. Buy your next car with cash, which is going to be tough. When
1: is the lease up? Um, in about two more years, okay. Yeah, I would look at the early buyout. I would just kind of do some research in that. But then, in the meantime, okay. between now and two years, be saving some cash, um, knowing that you're going to have to replace this car. But I would take yeah, this ten grand, Gabriella. I would pay off the um, yep the bedroom set, uh, and then the be looking at the eighteen that you'll probably have to take a loan out for uh, for the remainder of that RV. After you sell it. Okay. So I shouldn't give it back to the bank and then let them sell it and then me pay the difference.
0: You're saying to have the RV repossessed. Yes. I wouldn't do no, that. I
1: wouldn't do that. Cause I would go on your credit. I would, yeah, I would, I would just find a private sale, um, okay. list it, sell it yourself, get as much as you can for it, obviously. And then, yeah, you'll have to have, have a loan for the difference and then you'll be working your way out of that. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: I wish we had better news. The good news is you make great money. You make six figures. We've seen bigger, scarier numbers than this. Yeah. But it's the hurt and shame and guilt and baggage and, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. You got to just pick yourself up and go, listen, that doesn't define me. Yeah. I'm going to make different decisions And going Gabriella,
1: forward. is it just you? Are you single kids? Yes, it, it's just okay. me and my two girls. Okay. So you do have two girls. Okay. How old are yeah. they? I have a nine-year-old and a three-year-old. Okay, so sweet. That's so great. Okay, so what you're probably going to be doing, I mean, where you can work extra and even if it's, you know, at night online or something, like if there's like something that you can do to find that extra money, but with this 133, I mean, I would act like, I would would tighten everything up and, I mean, give yourself a goal to say, I'm going to act like I make 70,000 a year or whatever it is and then, Find that difference to, to have an end point to say, okay, I could be completely debt-free, be done with all of this and start fresh, not owing anyone anything and and start this whole process. I'm like, the, the, you could do this in, in 18 months, Gabriella. I mean, if you really focused and did this, um, the car lease you know, kind of hangs in the balance of what you decide there. But being able to have no payments and this income going to you and your girls and you guys keeping all of it, that's the goal we want for you. Have you been okay. through Financial Peace 10. University? No. Okay. So if you hold on the line, Scholar's going to pick up and we're going to gift that to you as as well as Every Dollar Premium, which is our budgeting app. And so okay. what I want you to do, Gabrielle, is, wa- is watch these lessons, even Benjamin, them. Uh, there's going to be seven lessons and I want you to go through and, and watch all of this and really get a game plan to say, okay, here is how I take control of my money. And what that's going to teach you is everything from budgeting, to getting out of debt, to saving up for an emergency funds, uh, to investing to your kid's college. I mean, it kind of runs the gamut of everything and it's all packaged in there. And so to be able to walk through that and apply this stuff, Gabrielle, because what you've already witnessed and experienced is that money, it's personal finance, it's 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. You're gonna watch these videos and be like, I knew that. I knew I should probably co signed some furniture for a family member. I know that I probably, okay, now, okay. You know, you're going to get all that, but actually changing the behavior and doing it is going to be the key to you winning. And I believe in you. I know you can do this, Gabriella we're, we're cheering you on. So hold on the line. Skylar will
0: pick up. That's the theme of this hour. Don't spend money you don't have, especially with people you're not married to. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to my co-host, Rachel Cruz, all the folks in the booth, and you, America. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back before you know it.